Hello, Tile friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Jackson Miller, your host, and this podcast is assisting tile contractors around the world to build profitable, sustainable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up, the way it should be, the way it has to be, and I am honored to be uh, pursuing this mission of strengthening tile contractors around the world. And today I've got a great conversation for you. I have a good conversation with Omar, the owner of Daddy and Daughters. You can follow him on Instagram. He is just such a genuinely nice guy. He shares so much. And we had a great conversation about his first couple years in business. He's a bathroom remodeler. He loves tiling. He has a background in plumbing. And um, so we really got into quite a few different topics and we talked about knowing your worth as a, as a contractor, as a single installer, and really understanding that, as he said, and you'll hear the quote here, it's not our job to find them money. And so I like that quote a lot. It's not our job to find them money. But besides that, we shared a lot of tips and tricks in the first couple years of growing your business, and we talked a lot about communication. So I know you're really going to benefit from today's episode, and I want to thank our our sponsor, HappyTileGuy.com. Head over to HappyTileGuy.com if you need a website. Um, Grant is the owner of that, and he's doing a fantastic job building websites for tilers. Um, He's... Uh, focuses on search engine optimization, making sure that your website is found on Google when people are searching for a website or a tile contractor near me that we can get you up on the first page of Google. It does take time. It's not a magic button. If you've never had a website, Google searches uh, the internet and crawls the internet for tile contractor websites. And the longer your website is alive, the higher it ranks. And there's also some things we're doing on the back end to assist you with that. But head over to happytileguy.com if you do need a website. All right, tile friends, we'll enjoy this episode with Omar right now. All right, Omar, well, it's good to see you. Good to get you on the podcast, brother. I've been watching your work on Instagram, and I'm a huge fan of what you're doing and what you're all about. Um, For those who don't know you, go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're at in the world, and kind of an overview of your business. Yeah, so, uh, you know, my name is Omar. I'm located in uh, Dutchess County, New York. And uh, the business that I do now is bathroom renovations, focused mainly on those, and also tiling, which is a side I've come to love now. With It's an art, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's something that I, it was complicated at first, you know, scary, because once you glue it, it's there. Yeah. So you got to get it kind of right the first time. But once you get over that fear, you... I fell in love with the process, and that's what basically what my business is—just is bathroom renovations and tiling, mostly now. Nice, nice. Sounds like a good, a good little business. Do you—is it a large business or small? Or no, it's it's solo operator at the moment. I do have like family members that I use, like my brothers who are younger. Try to get them into the trades, but their their generation is a little bit different, so they don't <laughs> they don't find it fascinating to to learn how to build stuff for them. It's technology. I mean, I can't blame them. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that's the generation or just the person? Like their personal Uh, interest? I think it's generational too, just because it's even interesting during this market, you are having a hard time finding help. Mm -hmm. Anybody to even find a decent helper and you're paying them pretty good money. When we started years ago, when I started the trades doing plumbing, it was 10 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, you were doing hard labor for 10 bucks an hour. Now you can upload a video and make what you're going to make as a helper mm. on the internet. So it's kind of hard to entice them to come and learn the mm. trades when they other, they have better opportunities than what we did basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, you know, when I started it was seven bucks an hour and then um, I felt pretty good about it because I was still living at home and <laughs> I didn't even work full time. I worked three days a week, but, Cause that's what I chose to do. You know, I liked, I like sports and, you know, hanging out cause I was at home. But, um, but then it's interesting all these years later and, you know, people aren't starting out, you know, like you mentioned that I guess it's double. So in 20 years, it's double, it's now 14, 15 bucks an hour. And that would be kind of even on the low end in a lot of places. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, over here it's 20. 
yeah you can easily start 2025 as a helper and Dutchess no is uh northern new york i'm not from is yeah it's about uh it's about 50 60 minutes north of new york of the city okay no, it's not, they call it upstate new york but it's not upstate no new york. that's it's not just north new york <laughs> <laughs> upstate new york is like rochester right Albany. that's right that's where you know so you're pretty like, you're still in a pretty good population then in your county Oh yeah, no. The town that I live in it's, it's it's very popular. It's not like in the middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, so um, that makes sense. I mean, twenty bucks an hour for a starting wage. I mean, it makes sense. But man, does it does you know everything's going up, right? Just the price to do business is going up, and everything. And, I mean, yeah. this area you're looking at three seventy five a gallon of gas for mm-hmm. regular. Mm-hmm. You know, food is you know you come out with two grocery bags, it's two hundred dollars. Wow. It's, it's, it's getting into business, you know, materials. You're going, it's $22 for a bag of things that. Right. Right. So it's, it's gone up quite a bit yeah. since COVID started. I mean, COVID changed everything. Yeah, it did. It, really did. it did. It changed how the world operates, how we operate. You know? And COVID is, is about when you started, you know, your, your business, right? Daddy and daughters. Yeah, that's pretty much where it started. I had additional time in my hands during COVID, and I started with patching a ceiling, believe it or not, handyman service. My idea was to be a handyman. Sure. It was going to be just because I'm pretty much good with everything. Plumbing is my major, you know, background. Mm -hmm. I I went to school for plumbing. I did my apprenticeship. Uh, I was working basically solo at one point because the guy that was teaching me was a third-generation plumber. And he wanted to get me to a mechanical level within five five years to be a mechanic for him. Sure. So he, he had me do a lot of things on my own and started with patching a ceiling. And then it led to vinyl flooring on a basement, which led to a bathroom renovation. And yeah. took off from there. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so you've been learning quick. You've been learning quick yeah. and taking things on. You know, and good for you, man. Good to just go and, and, and chase things that really make you happy. You know, whenever I see you, you're always happy. And um, plumbing is a trade. It's a good trade, in my opinion. Yes. Um, it's a good skill to have. And it sounds like you had a good mentor. He was fast-tracking you and probably um, really oh, he was good. teaching you some good things. Was, the, big, the biggest thing I got from him was he was OCD. He literally... For a plumber to have a van with a green rug in the back and never have a stain on it, he nice. was that meticulous. Gotcha. You know, he would have me vacuum this thing on Fridays. It was it was pretty insane. So the move, and, uh, you go the, to, so in that way, the move to plumbing to tile was like a perfect fit as far as you know. Oh well, yeah, I mean because the attention to detail, you know, it's and then being a business have, owner too, being clean, you know, yeah, right, exactly. It was all about appearances. He was he was big on that. Mm-hmm. You know, shirt tucked in. You don't show up to a customer's house untucked, pants sagging, you know, dirty boots. It was, uh, you know, his motto was you got to give them their bathroom back cleaner than they gave it to you. Yeah. So, and in, in most cases, that was the thing. We would get letters saying, wow, my, I've never seen my bathroom this clean. Like, they completely ignore the fact that we just changed their toilet or even fixed something for them. They're like, oh, my bathroom's clean. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, no, those are the little tricks and techniques that you either learn the, you know, you either, they're habits. It's really habits. It boils down to habits. You either learn them from somebody like, you know, your your boss, your mentor there, or you, um, maybe they come naturally, or you never learn them, and it really holds a lot of contractors back, you know. A lot of people don't put themselves in the in the homeowner or the client's shoes and realize, like, hey, they're watching me come up to their home, you know, maybe dragging in some a little bit of dirt, you know, and that's a that's a that's a big no no. Or you know, just just kind of the way you present yourself and and take care. It starts with your tools, right? It starts with your tools, right. your van. You know, you mentioned he had a carpet in the back and all that stuff. Um, so that's yeah, I mean, that's some great great information too. It is. I mean, if your presentation is key, it's it's everything. How you present yourself, you don't. You know, you also don't want to show up in a BMW like dressed up in a suit. They're going to be like, okay, well, this is going to cost me deeply. Right. But at the same token, you want to be clean. You know, wear booties when you're walking around the house. Even though they tell you not to, you're like, listen, it's just my policy. God forbid, That's you know, right. my boots scuff your floor. You know, 
cover everything. Like he used to have me do runners throughout the whole house just to change the toilet. I mean, you know, his toolbox was completely me. You know, every tool, you know, he wanted it basically. I want to be under this under a sink and reach into my toolbox and know exactly where that tool is yeah. without having to like search around in a bucket full of rust. I never knew the importance of booties until I started having contractors into my home. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, because my wife and I, we take our shoes off like right at the door, oh, you yeah. know, and that's just our policy. Um, and so when we have contractors or a maintenance person or whoever come over and they don't take their shoes off right away, you're thinking, uh, now, you know, you're just, it's not quite right. Not quite the way you want your house to be ran. And so the fact when somebody sits down and I noticed it, um, I noticed because we had, uh, well, when I was in property management, I worked with a lot of contractors and plumbers. And the plumbing company had a rule and everybody wore booties no matter what, right? And so later mm-hmm. when I was tile contracting, we made it our rule. I didn't come out with that rule, but a couple years in, I thought I was looking for little ways to distinguish myself. And one of the little things I, I, I remembered was wear booties, dummy. And like you said, even if you don't need them, because a lot of times we can shake our feet off or whatever, just keep clean. But even if you don't need them and the client's not requesting them, or you're right, sometimes they say, don't bother. But if you sit down, you say, it's our company policy. Once I'm, I myself and my crew started doing that, it elevated our, um, you know, the, the way the clients see us, you know, it just elevated their respect of us. And, you know, because you're respecting them, like when you respect somebody's home like that, you know, they're going to respect you and really appreciate it. So it's a great tip. It's not often talked about all these little things, you know, oftentimes we forget about. So I appreciate you bringing this up. And that was really, you know, interviewing somebody in your position whose business is a couple years old is really couple years new is really a great opportunity to say, you know, what are you doing differently? What are you, you know, what challenges are you having and what wins? And you've already shared some of the mindset things that you've approached it. Before we get too deep into it, I do want to, you know, stay on the plumbing um, and tile for a little bit longer. Like, I'm just curious, why don't you stay in plumbing? Like plumbing, plumbers make good money. It's, it's like, what, what kind of attracted you to tile versus plumbing? Um, it really boils down to like, you either do service work for plumbing or boiler installations, you know, with, with who I was working with, we were doing 10, 12 jobs a day, service work. Mm -hmm. So I've worked from cast iron all the way up to PVC. I know every single installation process, you know, that's why I'm always on Instagram and people are asking what's PEX A, what's PEX B, how to transfer couplings, how to do it properly because, you know, like transferring AV, ABS to PVC, you're supposed to use a transfer company. Mm-hmm. That's really supposed to glue it together. You can, it's not supposed to. Some counties actually don't want you to do that. So, but in order for you to be good, you have to fill up your schedule with a lot of service work. Mm-hmm. And it's like 6, 5.30 in the morning, 6 to 6 in the afternoon, service work, service work. And it, it, it'll burn you down. It'll beat you up real bad. Being under the sink, constantly changing. Yeah. And the travel time going from home to home to home to home, it was just, it was a lot for me. And tiling, I find it's just, it kind of calms my creativity side. You know, you give me a blank slate and the customer's like, well, you pick what to do. I'm like, well, you don't want that because it'll be subway. And <laughs> that's the fault too. Everything's going to be subway and it's white and right. it's safe. But sure. when you start making your own shelves, for instance, for a niche, you start creating things that you know, you start shaping tile into other things. That's when it gets really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I see people do mosaic where they mix tiles and it's, it's crazy. It looks so nice. And, and that, that learning curve is what I like, you know, that's nice. what brought me into the tile world. Plumbing, you know, I could do heating. I can run boilers. I mean, I bought this house, 1960s, 1960s, everything. They didn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a wheel wagon chandelier in my kitchen. That's how everything was untouched <laughs> yeah and i did everything too you know oh nice working during the day and renovating during the night you know? yeah so you but that fast... also too is why i went into tiling i did tiled my own kitchen i was forced to i didn't have the, the means at the time you know i made some mistakes along the way that i know now mm-hmm. tile is fine it's glued it will work sure but the proper way the proper coverage proper trials i didn't know none of those things at the time i started going on youtube and 
that's where you learn a lot too. We have so much information in our hands that yeah. you just have to learn what information you need. Yeah. How do you know if you find five different ways, if three of them are the same and two are different, you obviously know the three that are, are there are probably the ones that do it. Yeah. So it's a process of learning and finding out guys in the trades and you know, podcasts like these help you. Mm-hmm. And I try to share as much as I can with anybody who's willing to listen. Yeah. I do my own live videos recently just to talk to random junior guys that are just starting and they're like, So how do I do estimates? I'm like, Well, from what I've learned, this is what's worked for me. Obviously, you live in a different area, different pricing. You know, what do you want to make? What is your goal? Like, because a lot of people want to do the easy cookie cutter. Okay, they're charging this. I'm going to throw that price. That might hurt you. Right. You know, it could be you're leaving money on the table or it could be that you're overcharging so much you'll never get booked. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, you got to see your demographics and all that stuff. And that's what I'm learning through podcasts mm-hmm. and asking questions and also sharing with other people. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the point of knowing all this knowledge if I can't share it? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, we all want to help each other. I mean, that's the point. What What are some of your favorite um, podcasts or YouTube channels to learn from, both you um, know, business and um, physical work? Oh, you know, it's crazy for bit. This is a little bit. It's crazy. So, Winnie Designs, mm-hmm. I came across his channel. Yeah. Started tiling. I saw his videos, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do this. And he made a couple of videos where we like, just do it. Just go and do it. And it gave me kind of like the edge. And also a friend of mine who's, um, he lives in Florida. And he was like, dude, just go on your own business. You're going to be fine. Don't be scared. All the, the things that you're always afraid of when you start a business. Yeah. He's like, dude, the worst case scenario, you go get a job. Right. So between those two with Winnie, I started, turns out, Winnie grew up in the same town my wife went to school. Okay. They actually went to school together. They just don't know each other. Cool. So it's like, that's how the small world it is. And his channel, um, what's the other guy from California? Um, Tile Coach, too. I watch his. A tile Coach, yeah. Sal's good. Sal gives a lot of good tips. Yeah. Uh, as far as properly doing things, because tiling is, there is no set rules with tiling, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it depends what you have. It's what you have in front of you. You could be some guy's tile with three eighths, some guy's tile with half inch. It's what works at the time. So yeah, there's a lot of crazy about tiling. Yeah, there's a lot to know, a lot of intricacies, yeah, and, and you know, different tile sizes and substrate, and the thin set. You yeah, know, I mean, sometimes so dictates. much. And yeah. for more channels, like I said, those are my favorite ones. Is Sal, Winnie, obviously, because he just he inspires you to go out there. He's always trying to tell people. Oh, he's always positive too. Yeah, he's always positive. You know, I like that about him. I've met him. He's like hung out. He, um, he has the Future of Trades page, which I actively, I'm always there trying to answer someone's question. I'll have them DM me. I'm like, tell me what you need. Yeah. I'll walk you FaceTime through it. I don't care. It's, I'm not going to gain any financial out of it. Just, I'll help you. Yeah. If I can make somebody's day better, I, I've done my, you know, I'm paying my way to heaven. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Well, I, I, That's what I try to the other question I wanted to ask, you know, um, before we got too far along was your business name, you know, daddy and daughters I have, and thank you again for sending me some stickers. And I put one of, I have one daughter. I don't have multiple like you. I'm not blessed in that way, but I have the one and I feel very blessed to have her. And I put your sticker right here on my computer and I see it every day. And it reminds me what I'm, you know, what I'm doing this for, you know, what I'm working towards, I'm working towards her future and building, you know, um, something for her. And so I wanted to ask you what the story is behind naming your business, your contractor business, daddy and daughters, because maybe, you know, um, I I mean, there's gotta be a great story you can share, right? Yeah. So, so during the time of building the business, I was like, what do I give it a name? I didn't want to go with the traditional, like, you know, precision, marksman, you know, go-to tiles, stuff like that. And I have three daughters. And I remember going to certain jobs because we didn't have daycare during COVID, so mm-hmm. I would bring them with me. And also other kids would be at the job site from the customers. And they were like, oh, sure. please bring your kids. They help us because they keep them busy <laughs> while we get to do our own thing. So right. I, a lot of times I actually brought them with me just nice. so they could entertain their kids. And that's where pretty much the name came from. And I also wanted to build something for them that eventually, hopefully in the future, they can take over, do what they wish, you know, maybe find a guy like me who likes to work and let them run the business and they can do the financing. But that's basically the name. It's basically something for them. 
mm-hmm. it's not really for me. I'm I'm the one that's building it, so they're gonna probably reap the benefits at the end of this. Nice. So I love that. And it's also yeah, like I said, it's also a reminder as to why I'm doing this. I'm not I'm not you know, we all do it for the financial aspect of it. It makes our lives better, but why why am I putting myself through this? There's other ways. Right. But right. Yeah, there's always other ways. Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much why I did it. I did it just to incorporate them in my life. They're on my videos too, you know, whenever I do a raft or something, or I also have them working sometimes too. I'll have them painting, I'll I'll have them like try to, you know, trial try. Nice. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that about you and your family just being, you know, I really encourage people to be yourself as much as possible on Instagram and just show your life, you know, and I think that you do a really good job of that. And I think when we show ourselves in that way, and it's something that I'm, I'm attempting to get back to, you know, I kind of got out of it, but I kind of been spending more time on Facebook than Instagram. I started out on Instagram heavy, but Instagram's great just for, you know, funny videos, just family videos, stuff like that. Of course, Facebook is too, but I'm, I'm using Facebook more for the groups. And, um, what I always loved about Instagram was, you know, how you can really get to know the the human behind the business, right? And so that's really what I like about your name is it really brings an element of just um, sincere, you know, hardworking man uh, creating something for his daughters all wrapped up in there in that in that one name. And it really says it all, you know. I mean, I asked for the story, but I already knew it, you know. It's such a big part of you, your daughters and their future. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing, brother. So I think you hit the nail on, on the head with that one for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I also, that's part, part of the reason too. I, you know, I tell customers, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to run away. I'm not one, you know, I'm not the guy who's going to run away from your business. Mm. I stand behind my products and I even put my kids in it. So yeah. it's to that extent, you know, I'm not going to, I stand behind my work. Yeah. Something goes wrong. I'm there. I'm not going to, I live in the same neighborhood. These people hire me. So it's, they go to school with my kids. So it's, it's so far it's been, I try to stay within my own area, not travel too much. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time with them too. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, I like that. It's smart. So what's what in the last couple of years, what's been, you know, a challenge that you can share and we can kind of discuss to, you know, share to some of the other um, young listeners or older listeners who are thinking about going into business? You know, what can you share? Like, how has it been? I mean, you started it in a very scary time, you know, like COVID. <laughs> and it's funny because I've taught I've had several of these conversations, people that started during COVID or during a recession, even, you know. How have you kind of dealt with the pressures and the challenges along the way? You know, maybe you can share just an overview or a specific instance mm-hmm. if you like. I mean, yeah, with the one major challenge was estimates. That was only the hardest thing of businesses. Nobody knows what to charge. Right. You were, that was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to talk to a couple of people that we sat down, um, found a couple of good groups like um, the contractor fight and Facebook is the good one. Mm-hmm. You know, any contractor that's trying to get into it is good. They give a lot of good information. He'll even answer you back in messages with you. I think it's pretty cool. But he said it. He's like, you know, it's got to find what you're going to, what is going to cost you to run your business today. And mm-hmm. that should be your starting point and right. adjust from there. And also adjust to the demographics, which, you know, brought me to the next problem, which was you don't have to say yes to every job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big one. Yeah. You'll learn that fast in your business. You, you'll find yourself burnt out, running from place to place, you know, killing your schedule because you want to take as much as you can. Because in the beginning, it's going to come in, in a giant wave. You're like, oh, my God, I have so many estimates. But it's like you start also, the third thing was you start adjusting yourself to their price, which sometimes will hurt you all the time because, yeah. you know, I, I hate to say it harshly, it's, it's not your job to find their money. Right. So <laughs> you kind of have to say, okay, this is what I need. This is what my business is worth. My skill is worth and stick to that number and be okay walking away from, it. you know, I don't, I, I don't want to settle for less and spend less time with my family just to win the bid on that job. So that was another hurdle and uh, just time management. You know, you start projects and you think you know what you're going to do Add another Two weeks on top, right? Just for because every you know every 1960s house never going to be square, never going to be plumb, never going to be level. Right. Those are guarantees, right? You know, there as soon as you walk in, just know it's going to be three layers of floor, vinyl, glue, whatever they did back then, 
Well, even the homes, even the homes built this year, you know. Well, <laughs> but a lot of DUIs. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> Another twenty years, thirty years from now, we're going to see the result of this little wave that we got going on. Right. You're right. going to see exceptional work where you're going to be talking about it thirty years from now. It's like, hey, he built that bathroom. Versus, oh my God, what did they do here? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that was the, the the last one. You know, it's just be prepared mm-hmm. to act, make extra time communicate you know communication with a customer is key and Mm -hmm. you don't see that much talk about you know they don't talk about how i talk to the customer every day i show them what i'm doing every day i explain what i'm doing Mm -hmm. it's almost like i'm taking them on a journey i'm like today we're doing this the reason why i do a flood test i do this because i want to make sure that you don't have future leaks i show it to them i explain it and they appreciate that more they always tell me at the end they're like you kind of walk me through this i know exactly what's happening Right. Versus a guy that comes in, destroys my bathroom, and runs out two weeks later. Right. And they have no idea what they have. They don't know the quality. I even tell them which products I'm using, why I'm using such product, what's the, the warranty on each product, what to look out for, what not to, why we should use this versus this, you know, and so on and so forth. So communication with the customer is key, and that will bring that will translate to more customers because they talk to their friends and they're like, hey, he'll walk you through it. He takes really good care of you if they they need you to have a day off that like, oh, I have company. I'm like, all right, well, I'll come back tomorrow. You know, it's not like I have to, have to, have to. And that's right. what I mean by schedule. Make sure you schedule that in. That You know, things mm-hmm. happen. People get sick, especially now with COVID and flu season. Yeah. People get sick. You yeah. can't go to their house. You know, they'll understand it. They're human. Right. Things happen. Right. And they're human too. So that helped me a lot as far as learning that. So those are the major points that if anybody's starting out, don't be afraid. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to try mm. and make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, I don't think you're trying. Right. Right. You've got to make those mistakes. You've got to, but then the mistakes are not, you know, they're teaching you what not to do, mm-hmm. what exactly you need to refine. It's almost like back, uh, what do they call it? Back data. It's telling you, what you need to refine, right? What needs to be, you know, paid attention. And the other thing is finance. You know, a lot of people don't talk about that side of the money, taxes, how to set up your company so that you don't get hit by the IRS, or how to incorporate that into your prices. Yeah. You know, I always, I always tell new guys, CPA, pay that guy whatever he wants, and then throw him a tip on Christmas. Right. He's the one that's going to keep your money. You know the biggest the biggest threat in your in your business is the is the tax guy. Yeah, it's true. It's it. It's true. Yeah, yeah especially if you, you, if you, you hire the wrong CPA or you know try to do it yourself and bunk it up. You know, um, it's it's a whole nother level of you know um, just knowledge. Stressful. It's it's it can be stressful. Yeah, I mean. I, my dad did his taxes every year and I just remember how stressful it was for him. The, when I went into business, the first thing I did was get a CPA, you know, and get a bookkeeper because, you know, and, and the nice thing is along the way, I found ones that educated me, you know, and right. just like you educate your clients, you know, when they educate me or educate, you know, you, that's why I, I picked Drake Van Hall. Um, as long as we're talking about CPAs, you know, um, Drake is somebody who's very big on education and, you know, his business is per- performance, um, excuse me, um, performance uh, financials. And I was going to show the, the uh, website there, but um, there it is. Nope, that's not it either. Oh, there it is, right there. All right, Performance Financial LLC. So if you're in need of a, um, you know, a financial advisor, a bookkeeper, you know, head over to Performance Financial. The link is in the show notes wherever you're watching this. But, you know, I, I think I really like the advice. I mean, all of the advice. It's it's all very good, right? It's all relevant, and thank you for sharing. But I really wanted to dig into the communication part some more, you know, and really what the communication is, it's the education, right? It's the education mm-hmm. of the process and it puts people at ease and people buy on emotions 
And people, when they feel good and they feel secure, right? We all want to feel secure, especially if you're talking about, you know, you're, you're doing mostly bathroom remodels. I mean, it's probably multiple mm-hmm. five figures, you know, that they're spending yeah. on a bathroom, on a simple bathroom remodel. And so they want to feel secure in their decision. And so the best way to do that is to educate them throughout the process. And did I hear you, like, how much education do you do? Like, take, take it from the top, I guess. Like, how much education? Because there's always the balance, right? You don't want right. to push this information on them too quick or overwhelm them with information or, like, to the point where their eyes glaze over and they just aren't listening and they're like, man, that guy talks a lot. So how do you stay balanced in that aspect? I mean, I, like I said, it's, you, you cut down to what's most important. You know, you start with simple demo. Why are we demoing this? How are we doing it? Why are we doing this? why you should always hire somebody to do your demo versus you doing it because half a bit you break the water pipe and now you're into a different ball game mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I had shown that, and, you know, why we use certain materials. Why do I use this set? Why do I use this crowd? And you just keep it lightly explain to them why, you know, I, I, I've done my research. This crowd, you know, is better resistant than this crowd. This thin set will hold your tile a lot better than this one. This waterproofing system has worked so much better in my previous bathrooms versus this one. Mm-hmm. And also show them that, you know, you take your time building something. Yes, you can't take forever, but you also can't rush it either because there's a sweet balance in between where you got to let them know, like, you want something done right, it's going to take a little bit of time. But you're also going to see the attention to detail. Like you said, the booties, uh, the way I prep the bathrooms, you know, I cover everything. Um, my tools, you can see they're clean every single day. I spend time washing everything. Mm. At the end of the day, I clean up everything, vacuum everything. There's <laughs> one of them now. Hi, doctor. What's your uh, name? Yeah, she, oh, that's me. I see you. Yeah, nice. I don't know where she went, but yeah, no, doing that stuff and just explaining to them the products. Like you say, okay, well, why am I using, you know, Goldboard or Gore waterproofing versus, uh, you know, cement boards. Why am I doing this system? Why am I utilizing that system in your house? Because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like the last bathroom I did, I had a foam pan by Shower Concepts, mm-hmm. but the floor was a half an inch off. And now I told her, I said, I can self-level your bathroom. So you will have a giant step in the beginning of the, of the bathroom because we chose three-eighths inch tile mm-hmm. plus the self-level plus the thin set. We're going to be a good inch, inch and a half off the floor. And it's not going to look right. I checked the floor. It was flat. So, you know, flat is uh, flat is the must. Level is preferred. So I told her I did the mud job. I used Google membrane to waterproof it and explained all that to her. And she was like, you know what? Thank you for doing that because it makes sense. And she understood. And I gave her the choice. I'm like, I can do it. What would you like me to do? Mm-hmm. And explain to her why I'm choosing the two methods. Right. And now we just have the tile coming into the edge with the Schluter trim and her new hardwood floor that's under it. She's going to have it sanded and it's going to be perfect transition mm-hmm. versus having a giant thick step right. to make the bathroom level. Right. So that's where educating them on that part and why certain things take a while. You know, why we wait 24 hours on a flood test. She's like, why can't you just do it a couple of hours? I'm like, no, it's standard 24. I want to make sure it's 100% waterproof. If I have to rip it all out, I'll rip it all out. Yeah. I'm not going to just, oh, it dropped a little bit. It'll be fine. No, if it dropped, I'm doing it all over again. Yeah. Because I need to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's protection. That's protection for your daughters who are inheriting your business. Yeah. They, you don't want to leave them a bunch of leaky showers, you know. That's no, smart. And, that's and, smart. You know, and treat it as if it was your own. Like every bathroom that I do, I, I take that pride in because I, I want it to look like something I would want in my house. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just stick something like, ah, it looks good for my house. You know, like, you don't, you don't want to be that kind of person. Just do it to the 100%. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. So that's that's how I, I try to educate them on that. You know, right now I have, uh, I have to do tile baseboard. Because I don't know why they want that. But And I told them, I said, we're going to use the Schluter trim, but we will have 45 sharp corners. I don't recommend this because it's the floor. You may kick it. You may get cut. Mm. I can, you know, I can file it down, but it's still a sharp corner. Mm. I'd much rather prefer you use regular traditional wood mm. or PVC on a bathroom so it doesn't rot. So explaining them that 
and I'm gonna show them because her husband's like, no, I, I need, I need it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna show it to you. And if you're okay with it, I'm warning you. This is what it is. That's the way you do swing your foot, kick that thing, cut yourself really bad, because you know Schluter trim can get really sharp. Yeah. So, in that sense, I educated him with that. Right. What looks in yeah. style too? I'll bring a piece of board, put it on the floor, show them. Look, this is what the wood looks like. Mm-hmm. And maybe by them seeing it, they're like, "Oh, wow, that looks so much better." Okay, right. So we'll do that. Nice, nice. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Education, a little bit of hand holding, and just you know, giving them options. That's huge too. Just giving them options, right? And then understanding. Oh, I love the the part about the sharp corners and everything. Once I started working with designers, I started realizing. They were having a conversation about, you know, um, not not just the looks, right? Not just the design, but actually the functionality, like functional design, you know, like what makes sense in a kid's bathroom versus an adult's master bathroom and why, why there's going to be a difference maybe in materials, you know, um, maintenance, you know, things of that right, nature. I mean, but, you know, you get sometimes I get they're like, oh, I need a stand-up shower because my elderly father wants to come in. I'm like, well... And you might want to go with some penny tiles versus a large format tile because it'll be slippery for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's stuff like that that you slowly, or you want to do a curveless in the meantime and use a shower curtain until, you know, you no longer need that, then you can put a glass panel afterwards and explain to them. And sometimes those things help them make decisions, better decisions. And like benches, you know, people love the idea of benches. I'm like, just remember, it's permanent. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, it's in there. We right. have to rip up this whole bathroom for me to take that also. You know, before we do this, when I have it before built, put a bench in there. Put a little wooden step and sit on it. See if you like it. Right. Maybe a corner bench will do, you know, like a lady's ledge, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that helps them make that decision. And they're like, oh, you know what? It makes sense. Because once it's here, I got to get under it. I got to clean it. When they do the floating bench, it's like, yeah, it's going to get right. underneath. You got to get under and clean it. Right. And right. you don't think about those things when you're building them. And telling them, like, okay, this is what you got to do maintenance-wise. And where I live, we have hard water. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you know, no, guard, no dark grout. You'll see it right away. The, the line will build up in that grout so fast. You want to go with lighter gray, earthy tone colors where you won't see it. Any glass doors, you have to have a squeegee. You got to clean it after you shower. Otherwise, the streaks will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no black uh, trims. They stain. It's mm-hmm. hard water. It's just we We have well water, so. Without treatment, it'll stain, it'll yeah. clog up. And also, which materials? Like I said, I stay with Delta, American Standard, Kohler, growy mm. for, for showers. When they start bringing these like weird valves that they find on the intern, I'm like, I, I don't like it. They, you know, parts. That's the biggest thing, parts. Things are going to break. You want something that is simple. Delta, it's a cartridge. Take a nut out, put the cartridge in, you're done. Yeah. It's not a thousand parts that you have to go searching on the internet and hoping that they're there. You know, and they're good with their warranty. They'll send you a part right away without asking questions. Right, right. So you, you're a big Delta fan, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, they're very functional. They're American made. Yeah. Parts are readily available. Yeah. They stand behind their products. I've had issues in my house. I'm like, the diverter doesn't work. They're like, all right, what's your address? And then they're like, here you go. Here's the part. Out in California, Moen was probably. With all the plumbers I work to, they always like mowing. And then Hans Groey, Hans Groey became really popular. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, those are the top brands: yeah. Delta, American Standard, uh, Moen, Groey are like pretty much the ones that I've dealt with my whole career. Mm-hmm. From like the old style rubber um, washers and O rings because I used to right. rebuild those things. Right during my service work, I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> in seats, you have to actually take out the inside of the faucet and replace it. Yeah, there's a lot more parts to it than that. So yeah, so all of that, you know, it comes into effect, and I try to tell them what's going to last longer, what's going to be better for them. Yeah, what's going to get their best, um, you know, bang for their buck. Yeah, yeah, I think the the with the Moens they were serviceable. That's what I was always told. They're serviceable, and when I was in management, maintenance, property management, you know, it was. Uh, you know, I, yeah, you pull out the p- old part and you put the new one in. And some of these, you know, the actual faucet or the actual part, you know, plumbing part was, you know, decades old. And you can just swap out the parts pretty easy. So that was always kind of a, a plus, you know, on that. As long as we're talking about remodeling, you know, 
tell me, tell, talk to my audience. We're, we're mostly tile contractors, you know, tell them the benefits of moving into remodeling. I, I personally feel like so many tile contractors, the ones who are working directly for the homeowner or maybe even subbing for a remodeler are in a really good position to move into um, a remodel contractor, which I think is a way to distinguish yourself, kind of level up your business a lot of times, depending on, you know, maybe you're, maybe there's a lot of tile contractors in your area, but not a lot of remodelers. So tell us about the benefits and why you choose to present yourself as a bathroom remodel, kitchen, kitchen remodeler. Yeah. I mean, the benefits are that, you know, I have the background on pretty much all of those things. Electrical. Right. I don't, you know, you also got to know your limits for certain things and sure. just adding around. But, you know, the only thing I currently sub out is taping. It's an art. It's going to take me years. Can I tape a bathroom? Sure. Is it going to take you three weeks versus the three days that it takes for my guy? <laughs> you know, right. you got to know your limits. Exactly. That's, that, that's what distinguishes you is like you don't have multiple crews, different mm-hmm. people that you have to deal with, cut different checks to everybody. It's it becomes like a little bit overwhelming for the homeowner to handle that many people. It's almost like they have to become the manager. Right. Versus you being the guy that handles the entire process. Right. Yeah. And that helps them feel better because they're like, okay, I'm dealing with one guy. I don't have to worry about privacy. I don't have to worry about, you know, random people coming in and out of my house. One guy's responsible for it. Anything goes wrong, I'm only dealing with one guy. You know, versus I've heard stories where it's like, oh, it's the plumber. No, it's the it's the electrician. No, it was the sheetrock guy. And the blame gets tossed around. And right. It becomes yeah. like who did it, you know, hot potato thing. But being just a single installer, they're they're like, oh, so who, who's going to come and do the electrical? Like, I'll do it. Like, well, who's going to do the, the, the tiling? I'm, like, I'm doing it. Who's going to do the framing? I'm doing it. It yeah. also helps you control the quality. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're the guy that's there. You're seeing the entire process from the beginning to the end, so you control the quality all the way through. Right. You know, you yeah. you're framing it, so you know if the walls are off, it's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you make sure those walls are flat. You're doing everything, so you control all the steps. Yeah. And like I said, I, my customers appreciate that more because they're they can see that I'm the one who's doing everything. Yeah. Versus having a handful of guys come in and they they don't like that too because I know, you know. With the news and you hear all this bad stuff happening, they, they're kind of scared. Like, okay, I'm, ra- I'm letting a random stranger come into my house. Mm-hmm. And you can only do so much vetting as far as, like, who you hire. Because, yeah, you can get reference, you can get all the stuff. But still, it's, like, it's a little bit scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I have daughters. So, I, whenever there's something happening in my house, I have to be there. It's just, it's a safety thing. Yeah. So, having one guy do it all and they know me, they talk to other friends and they know him. They see me at, you know soccer games with my kids or they see me on musicals with my kids yeah okay we know he's a good he's good for it right right and so, so you that use that raises your value in their in their eyes and, and their experience is what i'm hearing yeah correct that's yeah. pretty much it and like i said the quality to me is always the quality being able to handle the quality know that every step through the way it's 100 percent of what i like it yeah versus you know you get a, a framer that comes in uses warped left you uh you know all Everything's at a level. Call right. him back. Oh, he's busy. Right. Oh, he gets sick. It turns into this whole like three week project to two month project. Yeah. And you start losing money. They get aggravated. And being a solo installer helps you in that aspect. And it also, like I said, it distinguishes you from the guys because most guys that sub out, you hear horror stories. Yeah. You know, because they really don't know what they're doing. They just rely on somebody that they hire. Hopefully, they hire the right guy. Yeah. I want to encourage all of you, you know, single operators, or maybe you got an apprentice with you or a small crew, really, you know, listen to what Omar's saying here. It really is true. If you're, especially for those of you who just, you're the artist, right? You're the one that everything is on, on your, you know, your, your signature is on everything, maybe minus a few things that you're not comfortable with, but pretty much everything, you know, and um, even even for those of you who are subbing out, I mean, it's still it's still on your name, right? Like in California, mm-hmm. I was subbing out electrical and plumbing and drywall and that until I found an employee who could handle more of that. But I was subbing out a lot of it, but it still f- fell on me, the contractor to, you know, the, the client had their trust in me, you know, but for the single installers out there, I always want to encourage you know your worth, know your value. And, and especially because, um, you know, uh, 
people people really appreciate that, like Omar saying. But not only that, but your time in the trade, the physical limits of your body are, are limited. So if you're not scaling a business on employees and you know, um, kind of you know, putting the profit um, over multiple employees. You have to raise your prices to show the profit in mm-hmm. order to have a retirement, in order to take the time off you want to take off with your family and do all these things. So your prices should be higher than even a larger company in some cases. And I've interviewed people who are really crushing it just as solo installers, and they only work maybe eight months out of the year, you know, six months, some of these people. Yeah. And so they're doing it right, in my opinion, because if you're a solo installer, your time is limited as a, as a contractor, as a construction worker, as a builder, right? And so know your worth and, you know, leave a, a valuable, good product, a long-lasting product, um, and, and know that your signature is on that product, and it's going to get you work, hopefully, for years to come. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like I said, the quality is the one thing I've noticed that larger companies tend to lose mm-hmm. as you start scaling higher because it's hard to find 10 people like you. Mm-hmm. It's You're not going to find 10 people. You can train somebody close to you, and every so often you will get a guy who's just as passionate as you are. You know, And yeah. it's also how much you're putting into that person, too, who will respect you in return. If you're yeah. putting you know, good money in their pocket and showing them, like, hey, listen, eventually if you become this, I'll be happy for you. I won't be angry that you venture out on your own. It'll actually be an achievement because I helped somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you got out on your own. But that's that's the biggest thing is quality. Just make sure the quality is there. And as a solo, you get to be the guy. And that also separates you because you can charge. Like you said, you can charge higher because you're the only one. It's almost like you're hiring artists to do a single job versus 10 guys. Yeah. And it, it'll separate your clientele. You start hitting certain clients that just like a specific person and they're willing to wait they're like no i'm willing to wait six months because i know what i'm getting for my money i know what he's going to do i know exactly how he's going to do it i've seen his work like the bathroom i'm doing right now she followed me on instagram for a year followed all my videos saw everything she was like i like it because you actually show what you're doing you're not afraid of putting all your information out there you're not hiding most contractors i see their websites are stock pictures not actually their work or no proof of them doing the work a video of them doing the work showing that they're there yeah so that gives you a little bit more of a leverage and legitimacy versus you know you see a nice website page with stock photos of models and it's like how do you know that's actually good work right right and that's really the value of social media is that daily content you can't you know, and then like you can link it to your websites. Um, a lot of times we'll do that and that helps too to people to find you there, but you can't fake stuff like that, you know, um, like mm-hmm. you're saying, but, um, but yeah, no, this has been great. Omar, it's been really great catching up with you and getting to know you a little bit better. I really appreciate you taking some time out of the end of your day here and sharing your knowledge with the audience and sharing, you know, um, some of the frustrations you've had, but overall, man, it sounds like you're crushing it, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Like I said, we've been t- trying this for a while, but finally the schedule's lined up. And <laughs> I'm home. The internet is better here. Where I live, it's spotty. So doing these things sometimes can, mm. you know, yeah. can be a detriment. But I appreciate you having me here. Like I said, hopefully whatever I share helps somebody out there who's either on the fence or stuck in a place where they just needed the information to get to the next step. And where can people follow you? I mean, on Instagram mainly. Are oh, you on yeah, TikTok? Or? Me. Uh, I have TikTok. I have Instagram. I have Facebook. You know, daddy and daughters. It'll, it'll come up. You'll see the logo. It's You can see it. Oh, oh there you go. You know, you'll see that logo right away. I, I have all three of the platforms. I'm starting to learn more about the platforms and how to use them and how to, like, YouTube is very young. I only do shorts. Yeah, And eventually I want to do tutorial videos to help people on certain things that I take it kind of for granted where I'm like, oh, you, everybody should know this. Mm. <laughs> I forget that uh, not everybody knows everything. <laughs> right. It's the simple things often that, you know, we think are so simple, especially that's what I really noticed about a lot of the popular Instagram and TikTok and YouTube videos is they are very simple for the installer. But we have to remember we're not making them necessarily for each other, right? We're often making them to attract clients. And a lot of them want to know the simple things, you know? Yeah, like I, I recently I did a video because uh, somebody messaged me. And they're like, why are you using a brush 
on your tiles. I'm like, well, I'm cleaning the grout off the, uh, the spin set off the joints so that I don't have to kill myself cleaning the grout lines. They're like, that's exactly what I needed to do because the last bathroom they did, he spent three, four hours with a razor right. blade cleaning every single line. They're like, all you have to do is take a toothbrush and clean it. Right. Right. It's a simple trick that just yeah you know I think I learned it from Sal or Winnie I think posted a video about that oh yeah yeah you gotta have That's, a tooth you gotta have a brush um and try a few brushes a brush. try a few different you know, styles that. because you'll find Absolutely, one yeah. yeah I found the the toilet cleaning brush it's got like a nice little forty five angle sure yep it's it's straight yep. so it helps a lot and you know I also do I try to find the best tools for the job and then I'll share it with people. I'm like, okay, this is the tool I found. It's affordable. You know, beast mixer liner is one of them. It's huge. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed the bucket since I started my business and nice. I like attached to it a little bit. Yeah. It shows how long it lasts. And then I finally yeah. found um, these plastic scoops. They're made by a uh, buddy tool. Right. Yeah. I like them because at the end of the day, you put them in water and shake them and the thin set literally just comes right off. You're not fighting it. You're not killing yourself, scrubbing things. The next day that scoop is, clean same thing with our paddle mixer you put it in a bucket turn on the paddle it's clean yeah no more having to hammer away at a a mixing paddle hope it doesn't break on you right before you start right right so i try to help you know with that aspect and i'm very like particular with my tools they have to serve a purpose and they can't just sit on the shelf smart well unless you need them once a year some of those tools, yeah, I mean, some of those tools you, you rarely those. need are money making tools. Exactly. <laughs> like my nail, my nail gun. It's just yeah. a Milwaukee nail gun. I've yeah. used it maybe three or three times, but now when I do my bathrooms, framing is so much easier versus screws. You got to put a screw and move the two by four. Right. Nail gun is just bang away. Absolutely. As quick as you can. Absolutely. Space time. All right, Omar. Well, I appreciate it again, brother. You have a good evening. All right. You too, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Omar as much as I enjoyed talking to him. What a guy. Uh, If you're not following him on Instagram, you should really follow him on Instagram. He's very active over there, and he shares a lot of good tips, like we were saying. But he's also just a positive. I just love seeing his post. His daughters get involved from time to time, and it's just always family-orientated and very positive. So head over and check him out at, at Daddy and Daughters. And uh, listen, if you enjoy this podcast, head over to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Facebook and leave us a review and let other people know about us. It helps us grow the show and it helps strengthen the tile contractor community at large. I'm really enjoying seeing so many of you thriving with your businesses and really building um, businesses that are going to turn out to be uh, much more profitable and much more sustainable in the long run. So uh, please remember to stay positive out there, everyone. It's a crazy, crazy world, but stay positive and things will uh, always work out for you. And and please remember you're in business. So please, please, please stay profitable out there, Tile Friends. All right, over and out. We'll catch up with you next week.